0: live from orlando florida you're listening to the orlando magic hq podcast the voice of magic fans join us every week for a unique fan perspective on all of the latest magic news and updates the show starts now what's up magic fans welcome back to another episode of the orlando magic hq podcast brought to you by DraftKings and part of the Basketball Podcast Network. We're your hosts, Al, myself, Anthony. Today is Friday, February 24th, and we're recording this um, Thursday night post the Detroit Pistons game, uh, which was a nail-biter. It was was a nail-biter. It was a really good game. We're going to break that down in a few minutes. Um, uh, R.J. Hampton getting waived. uh, Admiral Schofield getting a full contract. So a lot of things to go over for this episode. But before we get into it, long long break bro i feel like this was the longest week ever of not having any you know Orlando Magic basketball going on it it, it was kind of refreshing because uh, we got a chance to kind of relax a little bit um at the same time man it, it was definitely well missed um but we had all-star weekend and and i mean i want to know your thoughts on all-star weekend slam dunk contest three point contest the awfully orchestrated skills challenge the also awfully (laughs) orchestrated NBA All-Star game, man. What was your overall opinion on on All-Star weekend?
1: Yeah, it wasn't really what I expected, to be honest, man. I I feel like for some reason, um, a lot of things just keep changing that shouldn't be changing. Like You think about the skills challenge. like What was wrong with the old format where just individuals participated, for instance, or if it is teams, do it in a way that it's not as messy as this one was. I was not impressed one bit with the way they did that. Um, dunk contest. Thank God for McClung, man. Thank God for that kid stepping up and, and really going in there with the mindset of I want to win this, um, because it wasn't really impressive either. Uh, I know the legends have talked about this at length when it comes to dunk contest. Like, what will it take to to bring it back? It, it truly just needs guys that really want to do it. And unfortunately, guys like John Morant, uh, Scion, like they keep saying that they don't want to do it for whatever reason, whether it's fear of Losing in a big stage, whatever it may be. It's unfortunate because we need stars to participate. But I I wasn't impressed with All-Star Weekend, to be honest. And then, of course, the game itself. I barely watched it, but I saw the highlights and I saw the commentary the next day. And it was a layup line, man. Like there was no effort whatsoever. There wasn't really any kind of intention to play defense or even make it fun to watch. It was just dudes bringing the ball up and jacking up threes or laying it up and going for dunks. Um, so I know I sound like a Debbie Downer right now, but what about you? Like, is there Man, anything negative. you enjoyed?
0: Um, I enjoyed the three point contest. Um, definitely by far the, what I like watching the most, um, super happy for, you know, Damian Lillard to, to finally get one. Um, it was cool that the sponsorship, I'm not sure if they, maybe they've done it before for other ones. I just can't remember, but, um, what, it, what is the Starry Sperry. What, what is the name of that soda?
1: i think staria I sorry no something like that yeah I
0: mean, it's a, it looks like a sprite knockoff but yeah <laughs> um the fact that they were willing to donate three hundred thousand dollars if someone you know score more than 30 points and the only one to do that was a fake all-star tyree taliburn um uh you know it's it's you know I'm, I'm glad that you know that that was at least done that that was definitely fun um but man the the NBA skills challenge was was definitely whack. I wish I wish that they, they would go back to the individual as well. Um, someone had made a comment about it saying, man, it would be nice if for the skills challenge we actually had you know players with skills. Um, and kind of thinking about man, the Atenacumpo brothers in there, and it's kind of like you don't even got Giannis in there, you got the the Thanis Dan- that is only on the team because of you know. Giannis, and you got yep. the younger brother that isn't even in the league. It's kind of like what, what, are, what are we, what, what are we doing here? Like the Utah team, I, I get it. You're in Utah, got the rookie team. It's cool. I don't know, man. I, I just, I, I wish go back to the individual. I like that a lot. Don't get complicated, and with all the moving stuff that didn't even work. Um, yep. you know, just keep it, keep it to the, keep it to the basics, man. But yeah. I, yeah, definitely. I I agree. Make it harder, but I, I don't know. I I would say that what I did like from the skills challenge, I thought the um the passing, um the passing one was was kind of cool. Again, if mm-hmm. everything would work properly, then I guess it, it would have been alright. But I don't know, man. It, it's a, it's. I was looking forward to the skills because of Paolo, and you know, and I, I didn't, I didn't like it. The celebrity game, I I wasn't too fond of it either, but. You know, it, it had a crazy wild ending from, from what yeah. I've seen in, that's gone viral with the Miz and whatnot. But, I don't know, All-Star Weekend was kind of wonky.
1: Yeah, and I'll say one more thing about the uh, skills challenge. It, uh, it's okay if you do teams. I, I'm okay with that, but just don't rewrite the entire thing. Like, I've missed the days of it just being, you know, a, pa- a bounce pass, a three-pointer, whatever it was, going through the cones, and then a layup. And then if you have the three rookies do that, you time it, let's say it's a minute and a half. Next team comes, let's say it's two minutes, and you do it that way. But you don't have to add all these layers of, like, a shooting aspect and a passing aspect. It just became too confusing for me to follow the points, and it was weird. Um, So, yeah, go back to something simple. That's what I liked about the challenge before was that it was simple, and it was just a matter of can you pass, can you shoot, can you make a layup. And that's it. That was as simple as it got. Um, But, yeah, they need guys that can definitely play, not just because – Giannis is in the competition. Yeah. His brothers get to go too. Like that shouldn't be the way. Yeah, it's cool. It's um, cool
0: marketing. Ana, yeah, on the Kumpo brothers, like cool. That's 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 great. But nah, nah. Like yeah, Drew Holiday was in there, but no,
1: no, I didn't like. Yeah, him.
0: now when it, it didn't help. To
1: the uh, wh- I was gonna say it didn't help that Giannis got hurt. If he hadn't gotten no. hurt, he would have been no, in one doing it. But the fact that he wasn't in it kind of threw everything off. Yeah, it did. It did.
0: But I mean, so kind of talking about the same dunk contest real quick. Um man, like underwhelming. Like super super underwhelming. To the point where this is why people have the conversations Reggie Miller was was kind of talking about this where, you know, he he wished or, you know, they've they've advocated for having the 3 point contest be the last event of the night and the Sam dunk contest opening up for it. Um just because, man, it's it's just not like great, great story for you, know, Mac McClung. I remember seeing his viral videos on on House of Highlights and and all that. Like, I, good for him. But my man is an NBA player, man. He's he's not. I, I I haven't done any research. Has he played an NBA game before?
1: I think he's played two. One for the Lakers and one for I forgot the team. I want to say Houston. I don't know who it was, but two games. That's all he's played. Okay. So has he played a game for the Sixers? No, he just got called up like a week ago. He got called
0: up specifically for the slam dunk contest. Like it's just it's it's a weird it's a weird visual for me, right? Because you have Dr. J, you know, handing him like the trophy, and it's Dr. J, a Sixers (laughs) legend, passing him a trophy to another Sixers player that isn't really a Sixers player. (laughs) <laughs> um i don't know man it, it was like great story i thought his dunks were were awesome and well deserved yeah. if there if there's one thing that we can kind of all agree on is that the judging was definitely a lot better this time around right um and i think that all the dunks that mac did he executed bro like he did not not a second a third try not messing up like none of that um so i i thought that that was that was cool Um, Ken Martin Jr. Like, you you would think that he would practice these these things with his dad to make sure that you know when it when it's time for you know showtime that you're 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 ready to go. He still seemed like he was trying to trying to figure it out, but I don't know, man. I I, the NBA definitely needs to do something about All Star Weekend because there was a report coming out that it was it was the All Star game was watched less than the Pro Bowl, and everyone is complaining about the Pro Bowl because. No, everyone's just going through the motions. And that game was terrible. I think I made it through maybe a quarter and a half, and I'm just like, I'm not watching this.
1: It was it was bad. I mean, and again, I didn't watch it, so I'm gonna apologize for not watching the game and and adding this commentary. But did they uh, do the Elam ending at the end with like would you have to hit a certain number of points to win? Like, did they do that this year
0: or no? uh, from my understanding, they did. I I bro, I didn't I didn't make it that far. Like I, so they I didn't, just didn't care because in
1: years past, that's what made it fun it's like they actually were trying that in the last quarter because charity donations whatever it may be but it seems like now they don't even care about that anymore so that's my thing like but they did know, the fir-
0: they did the first year when they wrote when they came out yeah. with that rule it was it was competitive and everyone was saying oh man the all-star game is back you know people were really playing and it's just not it's not it's not good they they gotta they gotta find a way i've saw some I saw some um, ideas online where they were talking about, well, maybe if they did like USA versus world, maybe that would kind of change things up. Um, I saw another idea where, man, go back to Eastern Conference players on one team, Western Conference players on the other team. And whoever wins has an advantage in the playoffs or, excuse Mm -hmm. me, in the finals. Yeah. You know, something's got to happen. Someone else even said scratch it, scratch the slam dunk contest completely. And, you know, let's do a one on one tournament. Three on three. Something along those lines.
1: That's the thing. Uh, The NBA NBA is. Are they going to play hard though? Because that's the thing. Like they don't want to play hard. Like dudes don't want to show up to dunk contests because they don't want to lose. They they got to be. They got
0: to be incentivized, man. It's 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 a nice gesture to say, okay, we're going to donate to this charity fund. That's a very nice gesture, right? But it's not enough for these players, man. They they need to get paid. Like there there has to be some type of major major uh incentive in my opinion
1: so vince carter said this recently in his podcast and last thing we'll talk about this i know we're going to talk about magic basketball but vince carter came out and said that there was a year he didn't say what year where him T Mac, kobe and lebron were approached and they were told winner gets a million dollars for participating and apparently he didn't say who what what happened but didn't didn't get done it wasn't enough of an incentive to participate so if a million dollars is not enough in your mind, what is going to be enough? What's a dollar amount that would be enough for this dude to participate?
0: Yeah, it's it's got to. I don't know. It's got to be more, man. I don't. That's crazy. I don't know. Maybe you know what would be dope. And this is just something I randomly thought of right now. It'd be dope if they got the endorsements involved, like Team Jordan, Team Nike, Team Adidas, Team Liang, like whatever. Like, get the endorsements involved, and I don't know. and Find a way to incentivize it. I don't know. But something's got to change because people ain't liking it, man. And you, we, there was a point in time when we looked forward to the All-Star weekend. For
1: like, sure. Like, the slam
0: dunk contest. There's a moment where, like, especially when Aaron Gordon was in it, it was a moment where, like, it felt as if the whole world stopped for a moment. And Aaron Gordon was, like, representing the Orlando Magic, and he was what every single person was talking about everybody you know and and you you talk about all everything that came afterwards from his endorsements to him going on you know these tv shows and talk shows and and there's so much marketing afterwards and i i feel like that that all kind of sizzled out like the the impacts the effect it's not it's not the same so i don't know man they they got to do something because right now it's not it's not a good look it's not a good look. It's nobody not. likes it it's not Yeah. Anyways, man, let's let's talk Orlando Magic basketball. So
1: long, long break. Right. And we have how many games left? Twenty three. Well, actually, 22 after we talk about the Pistons game here. Yep. So the
0: Magic are really, really trying to make a push for this play in. And this play in is so important because it's meaningful basketball. So before our game today, when Wendell Carter Jr. was quoted, it's all business. We're trying to get into the playoffs and change the narrative of the Orlando Magic. That's what we're all kind of locked in on, and we're all on the same page. So it's full blown playing, right? That's that's the fight, that's the purpose. Now it's it's great. We want to hear these things. That's that's awesome. Reality is what what else is he supposed to say? Right? He's not gonna come out and say, you know, we're we're gonna do our best. You know, that's not enough, right? So this was a in my opinion a crucial important must win game because one you're at home two is against the damn Pistons without Cade <laughs> Cunningham um and and three if we're serious this is a team that you're supposed to beat and uh it wasn't pretty it, it was not it was not a pretty game but the magic were able to come out uh, with this win and it's it was an exciting exciting game you were there live in person. What was the environment like and what'd you think of what'd you think of the game?
1: First things first man, big shout out to Magic fans. I tweeted this Thursday night, school night, you know, against uh, one of the worst teams in the NBA, and my first reaction was right before tip-off, sold out arena. Almost every seat filled out I And I'm like, "Oh god, like this is this is pretty cool to to actually see this arena get to this level." when we don't have the lakers in town or the warriors or the celtics it's a crappy pistons team coming to town and magic fans are showing up and, and selling out the arena by the way the pacers play here on on saturday and i was trying to upgrade my seats to like a nicer seats saturday game i wanted to upgrade my seats couldn't do it they're all sold out so again fans are showing up into your point these games matter people want to see this team play hard and play for something so that's number one number two Uh, A rough game, man. Rough game. We wanted to just personally, I wanted an easy win. I wanted this team to go and win by 15, by 20 and just nice, relaxing win. Let's move on. Instead, it was a thrilling game. I think I I read from Magic PR, 24 lead changes in this game. The max this year has been 26. So a very competitive game throughout. Um, In the third quarter, Markel took over and I'm like, all right, here we go. We got this. We're going to pull off this win. The Pistons answered right back with a 17-2 run. Um, and then it went down to the wire, man. We had a, a three-point lead with seconds left. I kept saying to my wife sitting next to me, like, hey, just foul. Just foul and play the, the free throw game. Instead, Jaden Ivey, who became Stephen Curry for some reason tonight, tied the game right with, uh, I think it was four seconds left. And then thankfully, thankfully, Bancaro went to the hoop for a layup, missed it. But Wendell Carter saved the night with a huge putback back dunk. Magic win 108, 106. Um, thrilling game. It just should not have been that difficult, man. It should have been an easy win for us tonight, but I'll take it. What were your takes yeah. on it? Yeah, I mean,
0: that that Ivy three pointer was uh was a little scary, man, because I I felt as if they could have called a foul. Mm-hmm. And man, that would have put the magic in a very bad situation. But um, I thought it was interesting that they decided to go to Paolo, right? Yep. Because um Paulo is the type of player that If if he takes it to the basket, even if he doesn't score, you at the very least feel comfortable and confident enough to where he'll he'll be able to get to the free throw line. He's been struggling so much, man, so much that I just don't I don't know, man, especially because he had that little collapse with, um, you know, the shot clock just a couple of plays before where the shot clock was running out and he just kind of threw whatever 360 and just threw it in the air. Um, I, I haven't seen like the 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 clutch moment from Paul. He's a rookie. I get it, but the clutch mm-hmm. moment from Paula where you know he seals like a like a game winner type. You know, we we've seen. You know, uh, this is kind of um, I shouldn't be, you know, comparing this, but in the summer league where he was kind of put in the same position, he kind of just passed the ball and gave it to somebody else. Like he didn't do it himself. So I I had some concerns. Um. Wendell post game with Dante, you know, he he said that one of the assistant coaches told him like hey, the the ball's going to Paulo, he's driving into the rim, make sure that you you follow behind him just in case he misses. Thank God he did that because, you know, Wendell was able to get a a nice and easy putback and if Wendell didn't get it, you know, Markell was was right there too. Mm-hmm. Um it, it almost looked like it was it was, you know, three hands on on the ball, but um man that it it was a really good finish uh wendell carter man was a monster on the glass today 14 rebounds like this this is what i'm talking about it's a season high for him you know we can't expect him to get 14 15 rebounds every single game but wendell carter played tough today he played aggressive he played like a big man um and this is this is what you want out of wendell He was super bandaged up. I don't know what's going on with the show. I know, (laughs) man, you were gone for like a week. What the hell happened? Like in between (laughs) that, you got bandages like all over your body. You're a walking bandaid. But man, it it was, it was a really, really good um, turn um, for the better for us. And you know, what, what's up with the
1: refs? Like even taking a look at that play, dude. Like, there were some questionable calls in that game just like every game with the magic like, it feels like really,
0: game winner like we're we're really doing this and then when they showed the replay even vince carter man he was like yeah nah that's a bucket like there there's yeah no, like it wasn't even honestly no it, wasn't really you you can't, can't even it wasn't even argue close you can't even argue it and exactly. and for a moment it got scary because they were they were checking the replay for a minute like mm-hmm. what guys what, what are we doing like why, why are we take there's three of y'all Three of y'all are seeing the exact same thing that everybody else is seeing. Why are we taking so long to call this game?
1: Yeah, and it was a clean look. If you look at the the, the top view, easily you can see right there. The ball was off the rim. Easy bucket. Let's let's go home. Um, but, man, big shout-out to to Markel Fultz. I know the stats are not impressive, like always with him, but 14 points, 8 assists, but plus 17 tonight. And if you watch this game, you can see why that was. This dude was playing hard, really acting like a point guard out there, finding shooters, when he needed to be aggressive, he was aggressive. I just wish he had that more often, man. Like that aggressiveness, because when he is aggressive, we are such a a better team. Um, Franz, by the way, looked well, like he had welcome, his legs again. Back. He he is back. He looked amazing. Yep. 21 points tonight, five rebounds. Um, You mentioned Wendell already, but a big, big thing for me too, Gary Harris. I love what he did tonight. He was just simply, I'm open, I'm shooting it. I'm not thinking about it twice. I'm <laughs> shooting it. He took eight three-pointers. May four, so fifty percent. I'll take it. That makes us man a huge. He, that makes us a much better team. You gotta guard him now. All of a sudden, that opens up the game for Paolo, for France, and everyone else. Um, and to your point, Paolo, man, I, I don't know what's going on, but I, I'm getting annoyed of the bunnies. Like he's missing these bunnies at the rim. That I'm like, I, you're six ten, two fifty. Like dunk the ball. I think he's going for the contact first and I then mean, the he, bucket.
0: He tried. He tried. He did. I did that try, um, but even Vince Carter had said it like, you know, he, he has to stop like trying to go for, for the foul. He needs to yep. like, try to score the ball. And if you get fouled, you get fouled, but go in there, be confident, you know, be, show your, show your power and, and use it. And I feel like, man, uh, uh, eventually like, like he Paulo's the type of player, bro, is that if, if he's not, if his shots aren't hitting, then he needs to find a way to then like get to the line and get your points that way. And then you exactly. get the flow and the confidence and you see the ball go on the rim. And then you, you have a better flow in the offense that way. And, and I feel like he's, he's been struggling for a minute and it's okay, man. He's a rookie. We know what he can bring. He showed it rookie of the year. No one's taking that away from him. Um, But we can't, we can't continue. If we're serious, we can't continue to have Franz and Paolo have a bad game. Like both of them cannot have one of them can have a bad game. We can't have mm-hmm. both of them. Someone's got to be, you know, the 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 lethal threat. And uh, luckily, it was Franz, man. And and shout out yeah. to Jonathan Isaac too, man. Yeah, um, Jonathan Isaac had a really really solid performance. I think he played what sixteen minutes. So 16. we're seeing we're seeing more of him playing, which I was a little concerned and surprised that he played sixteen minutes because I figured it, this whole entire break, I, I didn't know if that would was going to kind of push him behind a little bit. And maybe they wanted to kind of resend and take it so again so it's good to see that they're gonna be um ramping up his minutes um because they had, even you know pre-game mosey was talking about where they're gonna to start to kind of push the envelope a little bit so that's that's good to see but you know he was great defensively mm-hmm. um he was great from behind the arc hit a couple for us and and man it's 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 awesome to see because he's going to get more and more and more comfortable. You when you're talking about this this team, you're talking about a team that even have now past halfway point of the season, we can still get better, man. And and what a perfect time for that to happen.
1: What's going on, Magic fans? The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk free bet up to $1,000. That's right, you make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, With same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over and unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. All you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TBPN, make your first deposit, and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code TBPN, Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Yeah, to your point, man, J.I. Checked into the game and right... He checked in right after he tipped the ball. Out of bounds, out of a a Pistons player. um, Two steals, one block. You know, the little things that he does, again. Similar to Markel. The stats may not look impressive. But if you watch the game with the eye of, hey, is he making winning plays? He definitely is. So it was good to see that he hit 16 minutes. I don't know what mostly means by we're going to bump his minutes up here eventually. I hope it's 20 next and then maybe hopefully 25. And I don't think he'll go higher than that for the rest of the season. But 20 is be. a perfect number for me if you ask me. Like backing up Paolo, backing up Wendell a little bit. That's the perfect number to me for the rest of the season. Um, but really quickly, before we, we move on to the other topics, Ball Ball. Talk to me about Ball, man. Like I, I love the dude. I I'm I'm the biggest guy that that's rooting for him. But on a night like tonight, wasn't really giving you much, right? No points, three rebounds, one assist. Chuma's healthy right now. Should the Magic kind of make it a little more competitive for him to get on the court? Or should we just kind of hand it? Like right now, I feel like we're handing it to him. Like, hey, here you go. You're the backup. Do your thing. But I feel like there's no competition. I think he needs a little fire behind him to, to kind of say, hey, I got to play better. Because way too often, man, we're seeing ball, ball just not show up at all. And they who have a nice 16 points, a rebound game. Um, But what are your thoughts on ball so far? He's inconsistent.
0: Like, uh, and it's, it's kind of like he has moments where he can be the X factor. You know, he, he has those moments where he can, he can drop 10, 12, 15, you know, 18 points off the bench. Um, I, I, I do. So when you're comparing the two, like defensively, like you, you know what Chuma's able to bring to where mm-hmm. Bobo he's been a little bit more of a liability. Even like like his his stats are a little misleading because even all the blocks that he gets, it, it doesn't make up for the lack of defense that that he does, right? You know, the blocks look all all nice and, and shiny, but you know, it's it's not like he's getting five, six, seven blocks a night. Um mm. I, I I hope I want to see Chuma on the floor, and I think that eventually he'll he'll find his way into the rotation. Um, because when it comes to like getting towards the end, if the magic are really treading the right way, you're going to have to rely on the players that you trust. And if I can't trust, you know, Bobo to be consistent, um, at least offensively, because we know that he's a liability on the defensive end, then I would rather put my chips in for, for Chuma. Um, so I I don't know, man, it's, I, I don't, not happy that he was zero for four from the line, uh, zero for four from from field goal. I'm not happy that he played what 16 minutes and mm-hmm. and really didn't do much at all. Um, I, I thought this would have been a really really good game to to kind of really play Chuma a little bit more because it is against the Pistons. Um, but we we got to wait to see what what they end up you know doing with him.
1: And one of the biggest things for me is also the fact that they're playing ball in the fourth quarter until like the six minute mark. To bring back Paolo in the game. Those are six crucial minutes in the game. If you're like tonight in a game that's tight, you cannot have ball out there, not giving you much offensively. We know he's not giving you much defensively. He can be out there in the fourth quarter. I'm sorry. He shouldn't be. You gotta adjust the rotations a little bit so that he's there in the third quarter, not in the fourth. Um, but yeah, that's on mostly. That's not really on ball, but we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll see. But overall, really, really good game. And and it's it's on to the next one, man. We we gotta make sure that we're we're beating the teams that we're supposed to be and we're competing and the magic got a shot, man. The magic got a real, real shot. The players believe it. The coaches believe it. The front office believes it. Um, we've got to end up seeing what what we do. And uh, I mean, let now let's be honest, man. We we can't like we can't just win by two points against the Detroit Pistons. Like we we nope. need to we can't just uh like elevate our game or you know, bring our game down to our, our competition. Like that's not, that's not the way that works. We need to get to a point where we're playing our game. It doesn't matter who we're playing against again, that same level of play every single time. And, and, and hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll scratch this one off as a one-off because we, we have to get back into the the rotations and and playing, you know, NBA basketball after vacationing and, and being out and about and, and bring back in and, and get back to it. But uh, on that note, man, let's talk about these transactions that happened. R.J. Hampton. So R.J. Hampton getting waived by the by the Orlando Magic. It is said that once he clears waivers that he will be joining the Detroit Pistons. Um, Kobe Price had reported today that R.J. Hampton was present t- in today's game, sitting courtside um, and watching the game. But what are, what are your thoughts on R.J.? R.J. is no longer a part of the Orlando Magic. Um, Was it too soon? Is it the right move? We've talked about the Magic finally consolidating Mo Bamba, Terrence Ross. Now, RJ Hampton, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, we we were talking about this, I think, the last three, four episodes, whether he was going to be traded or then he became he's going to get waived. We we knew something was going to happen there simply because he wasn't playing. He wasn't seeing the court. He kept asking to go to Lakeland and, and get minutes that way. So I appreciate the fact that as a basketball player, he wanted to be on the court. He wanted to keep practicing and working on his game. It's unfortunate, man, because I know he was a guy that you personally liked a lot coming into the the draft in 2020. Um, When we drafted Cole, we would have been perfectly fine if RJ would have been the guy that we drafted instead. Um, And then when we traded for him that first month when we got him from Denver, he won Rookie of the Month. So like we we had this hype initially with RJ Hampton, and then he didn't really progress much his second year third year this year seems like he was getting it he was not forcing the game as much he wasn't going as fast seems like he was getting it but for some reason something happened not sure what it was he got out of the rotation and for some reason he became a guy that apparently was no longer part of the core. um that's going to be with us going forward strange situation it's unfortunate that we're not getting anything for him it's another one of those things where we're doing right by the player. We're, we're waving him so he can go and get minutes somewhere. That's going to be with Detroit. Um, but for those that care about assets and getting something back for players, it, it sucks, you know, to lose Terrence Ross, to lose RJ Hampton and not get nothing back for them except doing them a favor. And hopefully the agent eventually will hook us up and pay us back in some sort of way. Um, but RJ, man, best of luck to him. I don't know what to say because I don't know have all the details, but I'm pretty sure something will come out in the future, maybe he will say himself in his podcast or something, something had to go down, man, because to go from being a guy that was contributing to that was part of what we were building to all of a sudden, you're not wanted here. Like it's okay. You, you can leave kind of strange. Um, what about you? What are your thoughts on him finally being gone? And maybe what led up to it?
0: I'm happy for RJ. Um, it, it's gotta be a major pride killer for you to take a step back and say, okay, I'm not, I'm not getting any PT, Um, with the team let me let me go play in this g league and go out to the g league and ball out you know he we saw some good things from him this year um obviously he's not he's not perfect he has his flaws um but let's let's be honest There, there wasn't there wasn't space there wasn't room for him so i i i get it if i'm him i would be just frustrated um i don't i don't feel as if RJ Hampton's departure was the same as Mobamba's and Terrence Ross's. Obviously, he hasn't been with the team as long as Mo and Terrence. But was there any special goodbye from RJ Hampton? A a thank you, Orlando, with a handwritten letter or you know a, a, a personal message? Was there anything like that?
1: He did post on his IG I think yesterday like a nice long message. But uh, I mean, okay, yeah, like a thank I you to it. the city, thank you to the players, the teammates, and things like that. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm,
0: I'm happy that he has an opportunity elsewhere. Um, I was a little surprised with the choice with Detroit, um, mm-hmm. but you know, you sign with them for the rest of the season and if Detroit doesn't work out for him, then he'll be able to find, you know, something elsewhere. Um, but I don't, I don't know, man. It's, it's, I get the whole perspective of we want to do right by the players. We're, we're going to let them go and let them, you know, kind of pick their destination, But back in my mind, I'm just like, man, like Phoenix Suns, they, you know, they they competed like they convinced Terrence Ross like last minute not to sign with Dallas. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Like they were just they hit him up and was like, yo, like, we really want you here. This is where we see you. You mean to tell me we really couldn't squeeze out a second rounder for Terrence Ross?
1: I will tell you why. I think what happens there is the salary situation. So, as you know, salaries got to match, right? So, Terrence Ross was making 12 million, 11 million dollars. We had to get back a player making five, six million dollars at the very least to make that trade work. I don't know who Phoenix had that may be interesting to us, or most importantly, that the contract didn't extend past this season. Because, as we know, the Magic are trying to clean keep a very clean book heading into next year. So I think that was the situation there. Maybe they tried to work something out with Dallas or Phoenix, but ultimately they're like, "Hey, we don't want to trade for X player who has four years left or three years left. It makes no sense for it. like it makes no yeah, sense." Yeah,
0: but you're you're talking about for RJ, for Mo, for Terrence Ross, like yeah. We talked we talked about consolidating, like we we all were on the same page. We we talked about this. We knew that that was the direction, but <laughs> I guess I I didn't. You know, be careful what you ask for. You you ask sure. for consolidating, and you got consolidating, but you got nothing in return. Nothing. Yeah, I think
1: the ideal thing would have been like a a, a multiplayer trade, right? Like Mobamba and Terence Ross go to Phoenix for whoever. Not so much like Mobamba to the Lakers for a second round pick and a guy you're gonna waive Ross for a second round pick. Not even like nothing. RJ, nothing. So. Like it's weird. Like, it's so, weird. So
0: I it makes me almost feel like, damn, like we gotta steal for Evan Fournier. You know, we <laughs> at least got something. We got something. Yep. You know, the fact that we got nothing for these dudes is the part that I'm 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 struggling with a little, a uh, little bit. I, I I hope that it does go a long way and they do talk, but I'm just like, you know, we're really never gonna know. Like imagine, like, are, are we ever gonna get to a point where we get a press conference from picking up X, Y, Z player. And they're saying, <clears throat> you know, I had a really good conversation with Terrence Ross and told me great things. And and the fact that they took care of him is my, you know, reason for coming over here. I get that. It's more of a, a cultural thing <clears throat> and you know, that, that has a lot of weight and value, but it's just one of those, um, you know, things that aren't tangible. Like we won't ever really know how much that that does impact from our perspective, which I guess really doesn't matter, but you know, it's just, Things that I'm personally struggling with.
1: Yeah, no, I hear you. What I'm hoping for is that the front office knows what they're doing. I tweeted this the other day. I'm like, hey, man, like we, we just got to, at this point, trust them. They, they got to have a plan in place. They know that they got money to spend. They know they got two lottery picks coming up. They know what they got going on. So maybe it's just one of those things where, like, hey, RJ, we drafted sucks after we acquired RJ Hampton. Unfortunately, that kind of put him to the side. We don't need him anymore. Makes sense. Mo Bamba, unfortunately, we gave him every chance in the book to, to to work out and play for us. They didn't work out. So, hey, man, instead of us forcing things here, go and have fun. With the idea of we have two young guys coming in, possibly, in the in the draft this year that we're going to want them to, to be part of our culture going forward, um, or free agency. We have certain guys that the agent has told us they have some interest in coming to Orlando, so they're kind of prepping for that. Who knows? But I'm hoping that's the case. We're only three, four months away from from – the draft, and free agency. So they got to know what they're doing. I, I, that's my only hope because they they have a foundation with Markel, Wendell, J.I., France, and Paolo. They know what they got. they got. They're building something nice finally. But how do you fill out the rest of the roster? Hopefully with some shooting, needs to happen. And you got to be smart about this because, like you said, we, we basically gave away three dudes for a second round pick. That makes no sense if you have no plan at the end of all this.
0: Yeah, I'm just saying, like in this NBA trade deadline, how many trades did we see that they were giving up four or five second round picks? Oh yeah. Like we we can't sit around and just say, you know, they're they're not they're not useful
1: mm-hmm. because
0: obviously it's, it's things that these teams are asking for. Now with the departure of Terrence and Mo and, and RJ, um You know, adjustments were were made. The Magic did sign, you know, Goga. The Magic also converted, um, you know, Admiral Schofield's two way contract into a standard regular NBA contract. Um, the (laughs) Magic's the Magic still has, um, you know, one open uh uh roster spot. Um, how surprised were you surprised with the Admiral move? You know, we we pretty much expected that the Magic were going to convert one of their two ways. Um, But I'd be lying to you if I
1: I didn't think it was going to be, uh, you know, Kevon. So, same thing. Uh, I 100 percent expected that that announcement to be Kevon Harris got you know converted from a two way to a to a full contract or a tender contract. Uh, I guess I get it though. Schofield, you know, he's been here with the team longer. He has a little more size, a little better build. I guess um, my expectation would be that now we have an open spot available on the roster that we sign Kevin Harris to that spot. And then we just find a way to get two two-way contracts for the rest of the season. Um, but yeah, it's, it's surprising, but I'm happy for Schofield, man. He's he's earned it. He's played hard for us. Um, been a good vet kind of presence, even though he's young. He's been a good kind of leader, a guy that that defends our our players on the court. So I'm happy for him. Um, just again, I expected. Harris to get that spot but either way it worked out. I think ultimately Harris will get RJ's roster spot here in the next few days.
0: yeah, for sure. and then what just because we're we're just talking about Mo Bamba, there was um uh, Kobe Price <clears throat> reported this out. Um, I'm not sure if you heard about the news that happened. um I, I can I don't I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before, but um there was some shootings that that occurred um out in Pine Hills where a nine year old girl was was killed as well as one of the reporters. Um, for who was it? Uh, one of the local reporters, I, I think it was channel 13, I believe uh-huh.
1: spectrum news
0: spectrum news. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Mo Bamba actually donated, um, to their GoFundMe to, to cover the funerals for, for both of them, which I, I think is pretty wow. cool. And the fact that, you know, he still cares for the city enough to still, you know, impact the city in in a good way, even though he's now playing for LA and the Lakers, something that he didn't have to do. So
1: um, shout out to Mo Bamba. Um, The one thing with Mo Bamba I'll say is that the person was never the issue. I I will say that Mo Bamba, the human being, was an amazing dude. He will always be. Um, And I wouldn't be surprised if in the future he finds his way back to the magic, whether it's doing TV, some sort of like, you know, like we have Nick Anderson and stuff like that. Like this dude legitimately loved the city. And again, he's always going to be welcome to come back, but that's amazing to hear. Yeah, definitely.
0: So um kind of moving forward, but hey, 20 plus games left. What needs to happen for the Orlando Magic to really make um make noise and and you know find a way to sneak into this plan?
1: I mean personally, I, I think the Magic would need to win I don't have a number, man, but th- I think the magic number will be 15 games. If they want realistically make the plan, um that would mean they would get to what? 37, 38 wins uh, for the season. At the very least, that's what they would need, in my opinion. Um, actually, no. They are 25 now. Plus, yeah, 37, 38. I think that number should get them close. Um, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. But that's the magic number to me. Other than that, honestly, man, I just want this team to be healthy. Um, I think the front office has a big job ahead of them, which is evaluating this, this roster and saying, hey, what do we really have here? Why do we have? Because they haven't been able to see J.I. They haven't been able to see Markel in a little while. Um, so they need to see what they really have. How's, how's Jalen Sucks progressing? How's Cole Anthony fitting into into all this? Can he really be a six man? Is he going to be happy in that role? All those things matter going forward. So my number one thing is just remain healthy and honestly let things play out. Me and you, I think in our, in our season pre- prediction show back in, in October, we said if we win 30 to 32 games, That's a win for us. And guess what, man? We're seven games away from that. And that's going to happen. We're definitely going to win 32-plus games this year. That should be the win. The fact that if we make the play-in, that would be a bonus for me. I wanted that the entire season. Like I really wanted this team to make the playoffs. I think they can do it. Obviously, we're seeing it now. If they had been healthy all year, they could have definitely been there. But honestly, let's not lose sight of the fact that we just need to evaluate what we have this year. It's 22 games left. Next year, though, no joke. we got to be in the playoffs next year. But for now... Health comes first, and if that goes well, hopefully you can win 15 more games and make the playoffs.
0: Yeah, we got the Pacers, Bulls, Wizards ahead of us. Um, you got the Raptors that they've been playing really, really good basketball since their their offseason, uh, excuse me, their, their trade deadline moves that they made. So um, I can't see them really falling. I think they're going to end up competing. Um, I'm keeping an eye on the Brooklyn Nets to see kind of what they end up doing because they've obviously got took a really, really big hit. Um, but this Pacers game on on Saturday is going to be a really really big game for us, man. If we're if we're able to pull that one away, um, you know that's that's one additional nod that we have that's going to really support us to be able to move forward. And then we end up getting the Pelicans on on Monday. Every game counts, man. We want to make sure that we win as much of these games obviously as possible. And I think that um, the key ingredient for us to really really be successful during this stretch. Is a balance between um, Paulo and, and Franz. I I think that they're, you know, they're the anchors. Like they're they're the ones that we need them to be successful. We know what we're gonna get from Wendell. We know what we're gonna get from Markel. Um, we need to be able to rely on the consistency of Franz and Paulo. Um, also, with these minutes now, hopefully, ramping up sooner than later for Jonathan Isaac. If Paulo has a bad game. Ah, uh, the the way that I kind of see it, like in today's game, you know, Paulo didn't have a good night, but Jonathan Isaac, a player that we didn't have for a majority of the season, you know, he, he kind of you know fill fill in and and kind of helps statistically in in the, his limited minutes. So if Paulo is having a bad game, man, I'm I'm hoping Jonathan Isaac can can be that that person that we rely on because. In my opinion, he is our our he's our undercover weapon, man. He's the X factor. He's the one that that you know he he can be the the difference maker just because he impacts on on both ends of the floor. So in order for us to to get into that plan, Paulo and Franz got to do well. And if Paulo doesn't do well, Jonathan Isaac he's got to be the one that kind of rises up and and you know helps us out because we know what we're gonna get from Markel. We know what we're gonna get from Wendell. Is the question marks between, you know, Paolo and, and J.I. and Franz. We need that consistency.
1: Yeah, I'm going to also throw another name in there, and that is Jalen Suggs. He's been playing way better as of late. Today, he kind of struggled a little bit. Amazing defensively, don't get me wrong. Offensively, he struggled a bit today. Um, that's another guy that if he can someway, somehow turn it on when maybe Markel doesn't have it or Gary Harris doesn't have it, and he can step in and say, hey, I, I got you guys, that's going to be crucial. The way he's been shooting the ball lately, the way he's been scoring the ball overall has been impressive. So we need that from him the last 22 games. Uh, And I said it again on Twitter recently, like to me, he's got the most to play for in this final 22 games, just because high lottery pick, a lot was put on his shoulders to carry this franchise going forward. And thank God for France. France worked out, but Suggs needs to get to that level as well, some way, somehow. And that could be defensively again, Marcus Smart type, 13 points a night, but does an amazing job on defense. That would be incredible for us. But he needs to find that consistency on the offensive end. So we need Suggs to, to step it up as well. Because if he can heading into next year, that's going to be massive for our team. Yeah, we'll,
0: we'll see what happens, man. The, these games aren't they're not going to be easy, man. We we got to be mm-hmm. able to show up. We got to be able to perform. Um, again, Saturday against the Pacers, Monday against Pelicans, and then Wednesday against you know Milwaukee. So we'll see what ends up happening, man. Game by game. Um, you know, where we'll we'll go against the Pacers zero and zero, in my in my book. that's it. Yep, take if we get somewhere
1: somehow, go two and one in that stretch. That would be amazing. Again, the, that Pelicans game, it's not easy, and that game again, silence not playing still, but still, they're they're a good team.
0: Yeah, yeah you know, is
1: still out. uh he's out now. I'm not sure if he'll be if he will be a week from now, my but man. I yeah. hope he is. Um, because, again, if we could steal two wins, Indiana, hopefully, and then maybe one of those two, that would be huge for us. Yeah, sure. Um. Otherwise, we'll be 2-2, two and two, and we'll be playing 500 basketball, which is kind of what I expect to happen uh, in the final 22.
0: Yep, we'll see. All right, on that note, man, we're fighting for that play-in game by game. Uh, really solid win against the Pistons. Now on to the next one. On that note, it's a wrap, man. appreciate you guys for listening. We'll see you next week. For all the latest magic news and updates, visit OrlandoMagicHQ.com. And follow us on Instagram at OrlandoMagicHQ and on Twitter at OMagicHQ. Also, remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel and subscribe and leave a five-star review on your favorite listening platform.